0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast It You Go Without Saying. I am your host with the not-quite-so-least Andrew Lewis, and joining me today to talk, a well-overdue NBA chap, is our resident, usual NBA experts. First, I'm going to introduce the joint host of another podcast, the NBA-slash-Collectible-slash-Cards podcast. You can't comp this, Adam Amy. How you
1: doing adam i am fantastic um yes it's been far too long um
0: yeah we've got we've got lots to talk about this is this is going to be a big one today it it, it shouldn't have been that long we did record a podcast <laughs> before christmas but you know again technical difficulties so um it goes down with the i think in our first early one with cameron which was the, lo- the lost podcast which we referred to so it can become a running joke that we said things in that podcast that you know like um be one of those things that's dug
1: from the archives years, yeah. and years from now
0: yeah um buried treasure won, who, who else has won a lot of games in a row um i predicted them in december that they would be this good <laughs> uh, that sort of thing prove me wrong um also joining me is doctor like dr jock dr jack ramsey dr
2: daniel shay dan how you doing um. Very well. Very well. And this is not the greatest pot in the world. This is just a tribute to the greatest it's, pot in the world. The, lo- the <laughs> lost, the lost episode.
0: The lost. <laughs> yes. So now it wasn't quite the greatest podcast because I recorded it and then right after a demon had said, "Record the greatest podcast in the world, or I'll eat your soul." Um. And well, well.
2: Was it a demon that up.
1: ate it, or was it Zion?
0: Um. <laughs>
1: oh wow! I've already fired shots. Oh, would you, like, would,
2: you, would you like a saucer of milk with that comment mate
1: <laughs> oh boy so, no but I, I if I could have an additional surgery that'd be lovely thanks <laughs> um
0: anyway let's get the fun part of the show out of the way early before we really start dissecting what's going on in the NBA at the two-thirds of the regular season way Mark. and that is this weekend coming up you might be hearing this during the weekend, because I don't think we're going to get this up this podcast up till the weekend, but um, it's the all star weekend this weekend, so I've managed to try and make sure my Sunday is free for the three point competition. Australia's own Paddy Mills competing in that, which is great to see, and mm-hmm. the slam dunk comp and the skills challenge and everything, but I guess first things first, the all-star rosters. Um, rather surprisingly, voted in as an all-star starter this year with his astounding 18 4 and 2 per game was Andrew Wiggins. Now, Daniel, Andrew Wiggins used to play for your team. <laughs> Who? Andrew Wiggins. And when he played Oops. for your team, I'm gonna hazard a guess he might have averaged a little bit more than 18 points, four rebounds, and two assists a game. He is playing on a team with the second best record in the NBA in the Golden State Warriors. But in terms of all-star surprises of all time, where does Andrew Wiggins being voted an all-star? So, for example, in 2016-17, Andrew Wiggins averaged 24 points a game, but he's averaging 18.6 this season. It's this season that he finds himself as an NBA all-star oh, starter, One of the, according to their convoluted stra- uh, formula of coaches' votes and media votes and public votes, um, one of the 10 best players in the league.
1: Yeah, this is this is very much like uh, whose line is it anyway? It's like the points are made up and they don't really matter when people vote.
0: Yeah. It's Look, just would you, It like would Alex be fun if so that was the in. case. And then, you know, like, LeBron did scenes from a hat and said, What am I doing on the show? I have a career. Anyway.
2: Ooh, I like look, it. look, I will say this much about it. His his countable stats are down, that's true. Um mm. On the other hand, the thing that made him so frustrating when he played for us was that he was this really talented, athletic, long, one-way player, and there was no good reason for him to be a one-way player. Yeah. And he is now in a situation in, at the Warriors where he gets brought in and relied upon for his defense. Right? Yeah. yeah. So his value is actually, I mean, I actually, his value is higher. I mean, I do think it's, it's strange that he, and it's, you know, surprising, nay shocking, that he was voted in as a starter. Sure. But in a lot of ways this is actually his best year. I was going to say is this is this career best form from
1: from Andrew Wiggins and it doesn't just mm. mean because of the stat line.
2: Yeah.
1: It's nothing to do with the stat line. It's he's found that second that defensive element to his game and it's sort of got him this berth.
2: Well it was just it was so frustrating watching him. Yep. Um because he always had the quick hands, he always had the athleticism. Mm-hmm. He always had enough length to play defense like this. He just couldn't be bothered. Um, And it's what made him such a such a frustrating player to have. I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy who was taken, what, one by us? Yeah, he was picked one. He was picked first traded, in the traded, NBA
0: draft. Traded for right Kevin Love, so never played
2: for the catch. Sure, but yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But this is a number one overall draft pick. Yep. And, you know... Obviously there are other number one overall draft picks who have had more impressive careers and better peaks but he's he's actually playing like a really good you know mid to high lottery pick in you know some of these recent drafts right that have been quite strong he's yeah. it's straight it is strange he's kind of playing up to closer to his potential he took that i mean you know people don't talk about it much at the moment but like at the start of the season, it looked there was a chance. It looked like he might have ended up having a similar experience to um, the Kyrie experience this year, right? He was hesitant mm-hmm. in a in a That's city true. with a mandate, right? And if he decided differently, this wouldn't be happening, and he could have been playing a maximum of half of their games, yeah, right? Um, so you know what? Like it's a surprise. I I I think it's. The fact that he's a starter is the biggest part of it. But you know what? If he'd snuck in as a reserve, I, I, I don't know that this would be especially controversial. No. I,
0: I think what we're hearing is a grizzled old Timberwolves fan who's managed to process his way through the five stages of grief. <laughs> I think that's what we've heard. Oh, boy. That's just... just he's come to acceptance. And... Um, that's very good.
1: Oh, look, um, look, A lot
0: of players don't develop until later. Like
1: some, they, they hit a hit a point, and I suppose he's finally finally hit that point,
0: which is really good for hard, Wigan. It's hard to begrudge him the recognition because he's sort of addressed pretty much all the concerns we had about him as a player, yep. and now he is a very good player. Probably, you know, you can go through the history of the NBA and the All Star game. Um, And find guys who ended up playing an all-star game and think, really, they were an all-star? You know, at at Mm. some stage, um, just due to them getting hot at a certain time and maybe someone getting injured or that sort of thing. No, I don't think he should be starting in the all-star game ahead of, you know, just off the top of my head in the West, Luka Doncic or Devin Booker. But um, Mm -hmm. Agreed. But um, it's hard to begrudge him, especially considering he was, as Daniel mentioned, pretty close to being in a situation where we weren't sure how many games he was going to play this year. Um, Yeah. So you know, he
1: decided. We thought he was going to
0: be a trade piece. Yeah, and that was Mm, how he was described pretty much through his whole Golden State career. It was the Mm. the piece. It was the. It was what they got back for Russell to move on for someone else like Ben Simmons. I think we probably mentioned. Yeah. In one of our innumerable. Ben Simmons discussions on this podcast don't worry listeners is that the, there's, is there's, is there's that the official first mention Spoiler uh, alert. First, yeah. yeah that's so, the first uh, mention of Ben yeah, inside the first 10 minutes but not inside the first 5 Ben Simmons not an all-star cuz he didn't play um <laughs> this season but um, oh god you know, but but also you know we he he's he's gone out and got vaccinated and and um and he's just sort of like they're filling the gaps guy yeah. and uh, you know
1: He's playing a Tudor. role. Well, he's playing a very, very solid role. Um, I suppose Thanks. before we get into the the, the funny part about um, or the, the the trade period side of things. Yeah. Did you Did you watch the uh, the draft? I, the I, team I, LeBron team team KD. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I just watch. Out of curiosity: Is saw. there anyone that that, that I, kind of would have didn't 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 seem that like either either captain wanted them. <laughs>
2: Indeed there was. Um, Interesting that. Yeah, it was it was me.
1: <laughs> Draft day and the trade trade deadline being right there was pretty
0: funny. Uh, I, I I just think they were taking the term fear the beard a little too literally. Um, <laughs> um just uh, let's just for those at home, um or you know, those listening um who might not be completely up to date with what the, the rosters are, team LeBron um is Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, Giannis and Nikola Jokic, um, otherwise known as the guys who are going to win, the winning uh, team. Yeah,
1: at least LeBron's uh, going to
0: win something this year. Yeah, and uh, the reserves: Jimmy Butler, who's been put in charge of practice, um, Luke Doncic, Darius Garland, uh, from the surprisingly uh competent Cleveland Cavaliers. The referred alluded to James Harden. Jonathan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and first-time All-Star and all-around good guy, Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors. Did we um, mention, team- um that Jared Allen gets a uh, call-up to replace Harden? He, Oh, yes, Harden is uh, – I'm reading an old list. So, Harden is not playing. Um, he has a strained beard. Yes. So, yes. Um, he needs that to repair. Um, is maybe some drafted
2: and Doesn't and D-
0: yeah. um, Team Durant, Durant's the captain, but obviously he's not playing. He's injured at the moment. Um, that's why they need more size. Yeah, that's why they need more size. The Nets didn't need more size coming back from 28 points down to earlier today against the New York Knicks who are sticking a fork in them. done Um done. Up- if you haven't seen it, that's, that's one of the great rants from Stephen A. Smith. Um, yeah. Today <laughs> on. I can't believe that they sat there. I mean, uh, sat there and, and I mean, particularly when 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 he told Jalen Rose he wasn't finished. Um so the starters for Team Durant, um, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young, and Jar Morant. That's gonna be interesting. Um, but it doesn't quite sit together as nicely as the others, if you ask me. Um The reserves, LaMelo Ball, um, who should absolutely play 36 minutes in this game. Um, Devin Mm. Booker, Rudy Gobert, the aforementioned size. Zach Levine, Chris Middleton. Count Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Daniel, uh, your Mm. boy. And DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Has there been another injury? Have I missed someone else there who's not playing? Draymond Green's Murray's game. um replacing uh Murray DeJounte Murray's replacing Draymond. Draymond. Um Draymond Green who um I think took about twenty seven seconds after it was announced that he was an all star to announce that he wasn't playing. So um mm.
1: Draymond grat grats to to the likes of um DeJounte Murray. And yeah, there's a there's a few new new faces there which is kinda cool.
0: I mean, this should be the first of about 15 consecutive all-star appearances for LaMelo Ball under the corollary guys who will just make the game better. Oh, I thought it was because uh, LaVar Ball said it and had to happen. This <laughs> <laughs> need to get LaMelo and former LA Laker Lonzo on the other team. Um, <sighs> Big ball is falling. Just before we get rid of the Lakers, on a scale from 1 to 10, how much would you like Lonzo on the Lakers right now? Is it a 17? I don't know if it's Lonzo I'd want,
1: but it'd probably, yeah, all right. Yeah, but you, probably, had you had Lonzo. We had Lonzo. Yeah. Okay, so that's know.
0: the All-Star game. You missed the coaches.
2: Uh, you missed the coaches.
0: The coaches uh, of course. But uh, well, one of them is uh, Monty Williams, isn't it? That is correct. Monty Williams and Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat and their yes. star. Yep. And their staff. So um, kudos yeah. to those guys. I think if you're unfamiliar, it's the team with the best record when at a certain date in each conference, the only proviso being you can't coach the All-Star game two years in a row. So uh-huh. if the number one staff coached last year, they go to the number two staff in each conference. Cool. So
1: Also, um, on a quick point, looks yep. like we all have representation this year at the All-Star game with Cat with being in. LeBron being in, and the Suns having a couple, a, a few, is it few or a couple? Couple, couple All Stars in Booker and and Chris Paul, and um, that's it's Cat's third All Star appearance. So, um, any surprising omissions? Don't say no. Russell Westbrook, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not really, because I think some of the names that are getting splashed around, like I, I heard Mikel Bridges. Uh, being bounced around as a potential all-star when some players were getting injured and replaced, and I'm just like, I love me some bridges, but that's how many
2: how many games has AD missed?
1: Oh, I, that, no. that that was one of the reasons that they said he wasn't really considered is because he missed too many games, and I mean, he'll be missing a few more now.
0: weren't sure what position to play him in. Where to vote him when it was a four or five? Because he's gonna run sure. him at the three, right? Hmm. <laughs> LeBron's gonna play center, isn't he? That's what he's been doing for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Twenty three games in a row with twenty five points. Mm. I, I have some LeBron thoughts.
2: Um, I guess it's, for me, it's less L- about later. Less of, it's less about it's surprising. Good. Yeah, it's less about surprising snubs and more about like there are a whole lot of good players right now, and there are some sort of round the edges that could could have made it, but it's not like it's a mm. shock that they missed it because it's a it's a deep it's a deep league right now.
1: Yeah. I do, I do tend to agree though with the the surprise factor of um, of Wiggins. I mean, mm. I'm looking there and going, look at, I mean, Luca has didn't have the best start to the season, but it's still Luca, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, as a anyway. three point comp, only one of our teams has a contestant in the three point comp, and it is the aforementioned Karl Anthony Towns, self proclaimed best shooting big man of all time. Um, They're giving him a chance to shoot his shot, right? <laughs> yeah. No Steph, but McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies and former Batman villain, Uh, Carly Towns, Fred Van Vliet, Luke Kennard, and Australia's own Patty Mills. So, that to be an interesting
1: three-point comp.
0: That's the three-point comp. That's always my favourite part. And the dunk comp is Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano, Anderson, Jalen Green, and Obi Toppin. So, um, but I think Cole and oh, Cole Anthony, my money would be, I think it's, it's good fun. The three, the, the uh, it's going to
1: onto the important stuff, the skills challenge, the skills challenge.
0: Okay. I mean, you asked for it and then I'll go <laughs> through the uh, teams in the Ruffles NBA all-star celebrity game, which just makes me upset that you can't get Ruffles in Australia anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Skills Challenge, is the three Cavs, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Ever-Mowgli, they're on a team. There's the three rookies, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Australia's own Josh Giddey, who's just had his third straight triple-double. Triple-double making, machine. A for, making a run for Rookie of the Year, this kid's going to be something special. He's entered the and race. There's, there's the rookies, they're a team, there's the Cavs, they're a team, and there's the Antetokounmpo's. Oh, my <laughs> God, really? <Cool>. Alex Giannis <laughs> and Tarnassus.
1: Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God!
0: In the skills challenge as a team, so dear, dear. Do you know what they should you.
1: be? There should be a coaches team. <laughs> they should enter some coaches in the skills challenge because aren't they there to supposed to teach fundamentals?
0: Yes. Yeah, so it should be Steve Kerr. Yep. Um, Jason Kidd. Yes. And, and Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Yeah, that's easy. They, they, they would win. <laughs> I want this now. <laughs> and the (laughs) yeah the um NBA all-star celebrity game is just there's a bunch of people there I don't know Machine Gun Kelly's married to um Megan Fox right or about to be married oh something he's being coached by Bill Walton you know (laughs) And then Dominique Wilkins is coaching Booby Gibson, who I think used to be a basketballer. Oh, there we go. But I no, I don't. That that that's oh. Anderson Varajao is playing for Team One. Um, what the hell is this even supposed to be? Anyway, we are really off on a tangent. But All Star Game this weekend. Uh, are Monday, you saying Monday's it's not All-Star important? Game.
1: This is important stuff.
0: That uh, I'm I'm uh I'm moving on. The mayor of Cleveland is playing basketball. Yeah, but he's playing the All-Star game. He's one of the captains. Is he? Yeah. It, it, this is important. LeBron's the mayor of Cleveland, isn't he? Just the same uh, way uh, that Billy Brownless is the mayor of He's DeLon. the sheriff. I don't <laughs> sheriff. know. I don't know. Anyway, All-Star weekend, this weekend, it always good fun. Hopefully the game, and it's the same rules as it's been the last few years, which is something like they played the last quarter with that clock off and it's first to 24 and – 24 more points than the team that was in front. So
1: still the the, the Kobe Bryant All Star Weekend. Yeah. Cool. Did
0: they did they rename the MVP? Is it the MVP? I actually don't
2: know.
0: Anyway. It should be. Um yes. So last week last week was trade week. Was it? Uh, it was it was trade dead, not trade week. It was the trade, trade deadline. The trade, trade deadline, deadline yeah. Week. yeah. It ends up being trade week
1: because nothing happens for the majority of the season,
0: right? Yeah. So, um, some big, big trades. Yep. Um, the greatest. Um, we can't use this term any any anymore, but you know, the greatest significant American minority group standoff. Uh, between the Philadelphia 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, and one of their players each was resolved when James Harden and Ben Simmons were traded for each other. Um, They also swapped Paul Millsap and Andre Drummond, which is an upgrade for one team or neither team, depending on how you think about Mm. either of them. But the Nets also get Seth Curry and a 2022 and a 2027 first round pick. Wow. Just wow. Um, My question is, I guess, because I think... you. We haven't seen any of them play, and, you know, that's two teams that Harden has sort of given up on in the space of 14 months. Yep. Um, Or, yeah, 15 months. And Ben Simmons forego forego 20 million US dollars over the last five months to avoid, you know, shooting
2: a free throw. Which he's initiating legal action to recover.
0: Yeah, well. Interesting. Um. The, uh, my question, the, my yeah, question no. is not who won the trade because that's, you know, that's um that's a hot take, which is it's impossible to back up with any sort of evidence. My question is, who do you think is pushing all in with this trade?
1: Mm. Well, I think they, the Nets. The Nets? I think. Mm. All uh, right.
0: So, no, no, but who wants to win now? Is, what, is that what you're asking? Who needs to win now? Who's... Sacrificing or mortgaging their future for the now more with this trade—is it the Sixers or the Nets? There's an obvious answer, but you two is are it? thinking men, so I'm, so I'm still of
1: the the opinion that Ben Simmons' stat line for the year currently is games played zero, and everything else is zero. Right? Harden's got some some serious output. Um, I think Philly get really strong here, and and they 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 pushed hard to to go all in, I guess.
2: I I think that um, the, one of the things that makes this uh, a, a more complicated trade to kind of assess in terms of, like, who's giving up more and that sort of mm-hmm. thing is that, yeah, I mean, Simmons hasn't played. Um, he's apparently in great shape. Like, his practice has been going well and that sort of thing. But, you know, we have mm. heard that before. The thing about it, though, is that, you know... Harden quit on the team, had made it known that Philly had always been, or had said publicly now that Philly was always his first choice. He never really wanted to go to Brooklyn. He went there because he was traded there. Um, there's been reporting now that um, he's been clear about his reasons. His reason his reason for wanting out of the Nets is Kyrie, right? And the all of the things that that entails – yeah. So I actually think he's getting out of Houston and he's wanting out of the Nets, but not officially asking for it. Are actually qualitatively quite different. That said, you know he's still an immensely skilled player who is currently in bad shape, um, and that may or may not continue to be a problem for him, particularly if the Sixers end up with a the deep playoff playoff run they hope for, right? Yeah. Um, given that you know Harden has that history of running running out of gas in the playoffs, it's happened every single y- playoff.
1: Yes, game. I, I I do believe there's a meme going, or uh, someone made a, a comment mm. or a joke. <coughs> was it an and, actual um, statement? Was it a statement um, made by Ben Simmons? Which one? The the if you if you thought my playoff uh, performance was bad, you should see who you just got who you <laughs> traded before.
2: I. I I, I think that I was
1: more meme than an actual comment.
2: Yeah, he's not he's not really big on snark. He's big on stoicism is Simmons.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm no I remember seeing it, but I I actually was like did Ben actually say that in his press conference?
2: No, uh, he's big on saying a lot without saying very much really, actually. <laughs> he who speaks much and says little, I think is when you can actually get him in front of a press conference, like that's kind of characterizes his uh, his performance normally. Um, so I guess that's what makes it hard because people correctly make a lot out of the fact that Simmons hasn't played yet this season and are his mental health difficulties going to just go away because he's got a new change of scenery and some teammates who like him more. Maybe, maybe not. He's also got some, you know, like say what you will about Kyrie. I'll suggest he might not necessarily be the best example for Simmons though. Um, Mm and um we we actually don't know exactly what Harden is right now um if he's checked in and motivated to be in Philly he could be brilliant there'll be less pressure on him but he and Embiid play very different styles for them yeah. to make the most of that pairing they 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 need to play quite a lot more pick and roll and neither of them has done much of that um You know their styles their skill sets can can mesh but their um the i guess the offenses they've played in in the past um have because they haven't had a version of each other to play with um haven't um the the the, i guess their experience doesn't back up what they're going to need to do either in terms of how you construct that offense i've heard a couple of ideas suggested like that they might stagger minutes um one thing about the the most recent version, on-court version we've seen of, of Harden, is that he's gone back to some of that Houston magic, where when he doesn't have the ball, he just stands around. Ah, oh,
1: yes. The, the super, super attentive on, defense.
2: Well, on both ends of the court, though. When he doesn't have the ball, he just... He doesn't care. Just hangs around. He doesn't set screens or anything. Wow. So, so he's not engaged offensively or defensively. But if we see... An engaged version of Harden, we've seen that he can play much better defense, and he can be engaged on offense, and he can be that distributor. He just wasn't motivated to do it anymore in Brooklyn. Yeah, Um, I agree. So, you know, they they stand to get a lot. (laughs) Um, And of course, if Simmons is anything like he can be, he could be a fantastic fit when they have both KD and Kyrie. And I, I believe there's been reporting that Simmons uh, isn't coming back until they're going to have both of them back on the court. Um, mm. So his first, his first game won't be until they've got KD back from injury and um, it'll be a, like a, a road game, a Kyrie game. Oh, wow. Um, as part of that, you know, return to work plan they've got him on. Yeah. Curry is going to be great because Joe Harris being injured means they're really hurting for that shooting. Drummond, I don't know, and the, and the picks, well, whatever. So I guess in terms of like the, the, you know, the win now, I guess it feels to me like the Sixers, because even, a, even a, a diminished version of Harden is better than the nothing they were going to get from Simmons this season, probably, right? So yeah. I think that, you know, and they're, they're giving up picks and they're giving up younger players. I have some thoughts.
0: I think as far as the Sixers is concerned, look, they've been reasonably successful so far this regular season, with that money in the cap and that roster spot being completely empty and non-productive, like it was a long term injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're fifth in the they're fifth in the East, they're three games off the number one seed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now they just get to they sort of add in terms of the hard and simmens swap. So in that 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 makes me think one thing and then you think Simmons is 25 and Harden is in his early 30s. Yep. Um that's why I think the obvious answer for who's pushing their chips in the middle of the table is Philly. Yep. That's mm-hmm. yeah. But there's so many question marks over both players and I think you've raised a lot of good points about Harden it's clear that Embiid wants this to happen now. As in, he's done waiting, he's also done pretty much everything we could have wanted from him over the last year since Kawhi hit that shot. Yeah. And it's in, in terms of his attitude. Yep. We were mm-hmm. here in this space two years ago saying, Simmons is the one you keep because he's got the work ethic, and Embiid's never been able to get his body right, and we don't think he can. Well, Well, yeah. we're we're all wrong. So, Embiid's one of the best four or five players in the league over the last two years. I think he probably would have won the MVP last season if he stayed fit. And he's probably going to win it this year if he stays fit. Um, In part because someone else won it last year, but still. Um, You know, I don't think he's going to have any tolerance for any James Harden shenanigans. And if Harden doesn't show that he's on the road to being who they need him to be in terms of his attitude to defense and his attitude to playing the sort of basketball. Yeah, if James Harden's going to Philadelphia because I was the man in Houston and I wanted to get out of Houston, and then I discovered I wasn't the man in Brooklyn, so I didn't want to be there, so I've got to go somewhere else to be the man. That part of his career is over unless he wants to go to a bad team. Yeah but Embi- this is Joel Embiid's team unequivocally now.
1: In a yeah, way, yeah. There's no, there's no ever- debate.
0: This is so. That's the situation. In Brooklyn, though, just seems like there's a whole heap more upside, but a whole lot more risk. Mm. Because mm-hmm. okay, we can be critical of James Harden till the cows come home, but the fact is, he has a a proven record of production and playing on winning teams over a long course of time. If I went through the game logs of James Harden's playoff career, there would be examples of him playing well in playoff games and playoff series that his team won, which is more than we can say for Ben Simmons. Yeah. But looking at what Brooklyn might be able to produce, if if, if Simmons feels comfortable that he's in the right situation, if Simmons is allowed to do all the things he wants to do, And not called upon to do the things he doesn't want to do.
1: Free throws and three-pointers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he now lands on a team that without Kyrie last season and with a hobble, James Harden was literally an inch away from the Eastern Conference Finals. And therefore, considering what happened for the rest of the playoffs, arguably an inch away from an NBA title.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, they were that close. And, you know... I don't want to hear – I really don't want to hear anyone go on about Durant had to join him to win, it, to win a championship and all that sort of stuff and ring the and all that sort of stuff with him. It's not even, Durant it's Durant not even good, about that anymore. It, his – you know, the bit of his shoe that doesn't have his toe in it was on the line, and if it wasn't, they win that series and Giannis doesn't win the finals and he doesn't win the MVP – the Nets are going to the NBA Finals, and who knows what happens. So, as far as I'm concerned, there's no question mark over Durant. And the last two or three times he's had significant layoffs with injury, he's come back really well.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, they've got that. They've got one of the you know most skillful, smaller players around the hoop in NBA history in Kyrie mm-hmm. with... The, of, you know, the situation with COVID starting to move more into his favour, whereas he might be, able, you know, by the time the playoffs come around, he might be able to play home games. He might be able, yeah, exactly. Well, so, I didn't Adam Silver make a comment about that uh, this week or today even? Well, I don't know if it's going to be up to him or it's going to be up to the Mayor of New York or it's going to be up to the Governor of New York or, or whatever, but... but... Well, they are. They're, they're, they're now at a point where they're like, I find it weird that an
1: away team... Can have unvaccinated people, but yeah, the player can't play at his home court, even though there are unvaccinated the, people on the court. But they they're they gonna did, move away
0: from it. It's it is what they, it is. They didn't need Kyrie today at MSG. No. Or no, they Kevin did Durant not. or Ben Simmons or James Harden or Derek Coleman. Um <laughs> yeah. But if you get the Ben Simmons who might only exist in your mind as a GM or as a basket or as a Nets fan. Mm. The one who is like, I can defend any position. The one who is gonna be like, I've grabbed the rebound and now we're off. And KD, you can just you can take this play off because you don't need to run this transition. You don't need to run a transition. Yeah. They also got Curry, I think, you and they got go Drummond. Like it, yeah. Drummond, Bill Sap Drummond's gonna be a fool's upgrade as far as I'm concerned, but they do need mm-hmm. size. And not only do they get a guy who they can throw six fouls at, indeed, they get a guy who's probably been defending him in practice for the yeah, last six months. That's positive. So, yeah. um, short of getting Dwight Howard, who did it for a whole season, um, that's a pretty good fill in. Seth Curry's yeah. an upgrade on whoever they had who they, or they didn't have in that position. Um, by the way, that's not Patty Mills. No, it was Joe, still Joe, got Joe Harris. Mills, it? It's probably Joe Harris or someone yeah. because yeah, you know, Joe Joe Harris, Mills. and he's been in, he he'd been injured anyway. So like, yeah, they, injured. They've,
1: got, they've, got yeah, they've got they've got firepower
0: now. Yeah, they've got they've got a really good guard rotation. They're mm. malleable. They've got some size. Yep. Um, it's a question of can everyone stay fit, and does Ben Simmons decide that he wants Kyrie to be his mentor and not, Patty? <laughs> does hasn't Patty just taken that on? I hope so. He just
1: said, "That's it. I'm going to be a mentor."
0: Yeah, I know. You know, with all due respect to people exercising their choices as autonomous beings, I'd rather the guy who said, "Get on my back. We're going to win this bronze medal that we've been trying for two generations to win," and I'm dropping forty tonight on on Luca and Slovenia to win this bronze medal, than nah, no. The, the earth to that. is flat. Yeah,
2: the earth is flat. Yeah. So yeah, that seems to be the variable, but. Look, I will what? say, I mean, one of the things that's that's been said, and you said a version of it just now, Andrew, as well, mm-hmm. that you know Ben Simmons can kind of go to the nets, and in a lot of ways it's a dream situation because he gets to, when healthy, when everyone's healthy, he gets to go there and do everything he's already good at and comfortable with, and nothing he's not. I disagree on one point. I think he still needs to learn how to shoot free throws and how, or at least how not to be afraid to shoot them.
1: Yeah, you know? well, this is the thing. A free throw is part of the game, unless they take him out of the game in the in the crunch in crunch time. Mm-hmm. He's gonna. It's gonna be hacker. Hacker Ben. Yeah. It's hack a. Whoever the worst free throw shooter is in this game, in this day and age, gets fouled. Yeah. So unless you want to take Ben Simmons off the floor in the last couple of minutes, he needs to be comfortable going to the free throw line. It, he needs look, to get over whatever terms... it is. Doesn't have to be a better free throw shooter. He just needs to be able to mentally handle going to the free-throw line. He needs to yeah. accept that that's part of the game. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, I like mean, we saw... One he of the most maybe important- he takes it one step further and just, instead, yes, he's about to just shoot to three. <laughs> he just keeps think, going to
2: line to shoot three free-throws. Well, I think one of the most important things, and it really kind of emerged as a an incredible difference between the two of them. There are others, obviously. But yeah. Giannis has struggled with his free-throw shooting, particularly in the playoffs, mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And in the title run last year, he showed. Doesn't matter. He's not afraid of going. He's not afraid of taking too long. And at true. some point, there was that turning point, and he had that amazing. What was it? Twenty-five of twenty-eight or something. Free throw oh, yeah. performance, right? It was good. He really showed. Good. He showed that could do it. And it's it's the difference is fear, right? He needs yeah. reps. I mean, if it was about mechanics and stuff, I mean, he's on teams with a retired player who was a fantastic free-throw shooter. KD and Kyrie are great free-throw shooters. Seth Curry is a great free-throw shooter. If he just needed mechanics and shooting coaching, he's got access to that. But there's that It's not just that. That, It's definitely not just that. That fear is why he doesn't shoot in fourth quarters. That fear is why he passed up that dunk, right? Yeah, but that, I mean, that's the problem is, I mean, on that team, he
0: doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to be knocking down a 15-foot jump shot. Or yeah. a three, or a three pointer, in that at the end of games. But he does need to be able to go to the hoop, yep. where he is, yeah, you know, an elite finisher and creator in that situation in transition. If he's not yep. doing that, it's not so much that he. It's not so much, oh, he's not going to hit the free throw. It's like, oh, I can't. I don't want to miss a free throw, so I can't do this other thing I'm elite at. You know, yeah. it turns him into. Bruce Bowen, without the three-point shooting.
2: Mm. You know, yeah.
0: He's not going to the hoop and creating in transition. You know, those are the mm-hmm. two things he's really, really good at. Yep. So, um, yeah. But, you know, I agree with your assessment. It's obviously mental, and it's not mechanical. And if it was mechanical, he'd be in the ideal situation to address it. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, Nash is one of the great sh- free-throw shooters. Steph, Seth Curry is a curry. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, yeah. A bit and, right. and, he, and, he, and he just got traded with Seth. He, was, he played all last season with Seth. So mm-hmm. it's obviously not that. But in today's day, I mean, it, even back in the early 2000s, the difference is with someone like Shaq, um, if you were up 10 in a situation where the other team wanted to be fouling you to get back into the game, you didn't actually need Shaq on the floor by that stage. Yeah, that's true. Because he wasn't going to defend the perimeter. But you need Simmons out there to defend the perimeter. You need to, yeah. you need Simmons out there on switches. So, you know, you his inability, or his his his, his inability to not be afraid to go to the free throw line hurts them. It hurts teams that he plays on. And it has been the Sixers in multiple different ways, and that's what has to be addressed. Even if it has to be, you know, to a certain extent, you know, if you go up there and you miss a free throw, then who gives a? Continental. You just have to keep doing all those other things that we need you to do to succeed. Yeah. Um. I, think, I mean, I think, I think, I think it's a good trade for both teams.
1: Well, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a a, uh, a notable loser. I think that's the good way to say it. Like we'll we'll get what we get from both Simmons and Harden. Um. But I don't think any team glaringly lost the trade. Yep. And they both have something to gain from it. Yep. That's, in a nutshell, we can, we can hypothesise on, on which version of these players we're going to get. Um, but unfortunately, we're just going to have to wait it out and see what happens after All-Star weekend.
0: Very and good. Ma- and Maury got his man eventually. He yeah. did. Yeah. Because it's yes, that guy in that front office. That uh, There's no not going to be any more uh, segments
1: about where's Ben Simmons going now. So I guess we've got to pick another player. Um, we could... We could figure out what, what the predictions are for Zion. I already that, do that on my other show, though. That might be
0: one for another podcast, Adam. We've still got more trades to get through. Oh, we do. We've got a lot of trades here. Um, I
2: don't now, want to talk about all of them,
0: but I, I I do want to talk about this one. And I have a very simple question. Uh, uh, you can I guess key. which one it is? We, yes, you can. All right. Is it?
2: Does it involve a unicorn? Yes. <laughs> Aaron Holiday.
0: Yay! <Yeah! laughs> for nothing!
1: We made it rain!
0: Have some money!
1: Wizards yep. get some cash. Made it rain. Yep. And I the has got Aaron Holiday.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about the Wizards. You, um, you want to they talk traded, about the Wizards? They, they, traded, they traded Spencer, Dinwiddie, and Davis Bertans for Kristaps Paulzingis in a second round pick. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the Hornets getting um, Harold from the Wizards. Anyway, sorry. Wrong trade. Yeah. Um what are the Wizards thinking? What are the, what it's they, obvious
0: what the mads are thinking. Have
1: thinking you seen he Bozingis? Can't... He hit a shot from the, the bleachers. He was amazing in his, like, Wizards uniform, photo shoot, whatever the hell that was.
0: Never, ever trust a guy who turns up to draft night dressed like a movie usher. That's what I say. Um You can look through my Twitter. I made that joke at the time. He was dressed oh like... Yeah, you, that, just <laughs> down the front and to the left, sir. Um... Maybe
1: he wasn't invited to draft night, that's why he had to dress that up. He was
0: one of the ones who just turned up,
1: just yep. crashed it. Yeah.
0: Um, Real realistically, what
1: we knew at the start of the season, um, and I don't think we did discuss this in the the mid season pod or the, the mm. pre Christmas pod. The but lost pod. Por, por,
0: the lost pod. Porzingas and Luca
1: wasn't working.
0: Yeah. That's fine. I don't have a problem with the Mad what the Mavs did. As in, they've got they've got two or three years before Luka Doncic is playing in yellow and purple. So, um, but you're more confused with what the Wizards are doing. So I don't mind the Mavericks saying, "Okay, we get one more swing at this. We've got to clear house before so Luka demands build, a trade and we wants can out. Build around, you know, go to Luka and say, who do you want? Yeah, it's obviously not this guy. That's fine. But why is it always the Wizards who have to be the sucker?" Because if got, you if, if the
1: first 30 minutes, if you're at the table and can't yeah. spot the sucker,
0: but they were the sucker in the, the one shadow, of the many the, Russell the shadow Westbrook of, trades, the Shadow of
2: Grunfeld of, is why
0: of, one of the many Russell Westbrook trades over the last what seems like last 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's actually been the last three seasons while teams have just moved him around like yeah. something that, some unwanted thing. Um, they managed to get out from under but, that really yeah. well. Yeah. But just with a, with a whole bunch of talent but with a whole with a, with a team that didn't make much sense and they've been yeah. playing like a team that hasn't made much sense and they make more sense if Bradley Beal was playing like he did last season but maybe that's because he's not playing with Westbrook, I don't know. Possible. But I just they want a was one team in the west and one team in the east, the Wizards team in the east where it's just like I have no idea what your plan is. They do they just want to make themselves flexible. What's Puginus's deal?
2: It's
1: like what's he, his
2: contract status? Well he, he was right. Yeah, he's essentially he's like you look at look at the look at the deal. Like he's the Mavs split up basically split up KP's contract across Dinwiddie and Bertans, who are both flawed players who can bring something, right? Yep, they're um, pieces. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, Porzing- Porzingis is earning as much as the two of them put together, roughly. Um, and he's yeah. he's he wasn't it wasn't that long ago that he was extended, so it's a pretty reasonably reasonable length deal. Um, he's mm. got years left. Um, he's I don't have the numbers in the front of a,
0: He's on the tap for a hundred million. Yeah. Over this, this year and the next two years, he's signed up till twenty twenty four. Wow. So,
2: yeah and but, anything um, on him anything I think that on him last is
1: a, year is sorry sorry. the last year is a player option yeah yeah i think he's taken that
2: yeah and yeah. you know the thing is like anything on him is it's a big risk with his with his injury history it just it just is mm. i mean he's, he's been he's been all right like so far this season went in but he's out right now you know um yeah. there's can, can yeah, it's
1: maybe the wizards it, maybe it's a, it could be a front office thing I
0: just don't. They're a
1: young team. Beal's twenty eight and Porzingis is twenty-six. Kuzma's twenty six. KCP's twenty-eight. There's a funny point there. No like Porzingis feels older
0: than that. Yeah, because it's it's like yeah, they're like double Mm -hmm. years because he's been so hurt. Yeah. 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 But Yeah. Yeah. Next you know, I mean if Beal picks up his option for next year, those two guys are seventy one million. A lot of money, and that and those. Do you those reckon Bill picks up the option, or he wants out? Those two guys don't guarantee you thirty wins. No. No. No, they do not. So, I know what they're doing. They've got no, no flexibility unless Bill doesn't pick pick up the deal. Then, if Bill Bill opts out, then they have flexibility. Flexibility. But what do they do
2: with yeah, that? You can just clear the decks? Yeah, I guess. Well, I to mean, somebody else. I mean, there's look, there is a possibility like the thing about Bradley Beale is he has a really good relationship with their front office. Right. And a really good relationship with their city. If he decides he's out, he will totally work with the team and they will totally work with him. He could opt out and Man. organize a sign and trade like they have a good enough relationship that that would, if he decides he's leaving, then that would be that could that's a very plausible way that could happen. It would, that would clear some money. Um, I mean, there's always a chance, right, that, um, there's a, another, another move, a post-season move in mind for Porzingis. I mean, there are, like, the, aren't the, aren't the, um, aren't the Thunder still under the salary floor?
0: Possible. Yeah, but Um, they they can't fix that now. not, not, not,
2: Not for this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have options. They've got picks up the wazoo, right? So, you know, there are there are options. I mean, who knows? Like, maybe people yeah. have fallen fall in love with the potential of KP before. Um, and the Wizards have shown a certain amount of tolerance for these long contracts, um, these long, big contracts. Um, and they haven't all been made. They weren't all made under the, you know, kind of the Grunfeld era, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you look at it, you break it down, right? They, when they did the trade for Westbrook, they got a pretty good version of Westbrook eventually. Like, they had a pretty good stretch from him, and they did well. They did, yep. And when they got out from under that contract, they did quite well. You know, they brought in some good players, right? Um, Yeah, I feel like the
1: the Lakers were the sucker in that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, they they weren't really the sucker when they traded for Westbrook, and they weren't the sucker when they traded Westbrook away either. I mean... When healthy, KP this season has been... He hasn't been back to New York form, but he was actually a plus on defense, which he hasn't been for years.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they want to actually use him. Just mm. just on the Thunder thing,
0: Shea Gilgis Alexander's extension kicks in next year. He goes from 5.5 salary to 29.75. Jesus. Right. So... That's a bit of a creep. Um, yeah. That's
2: inflation for yeah. you.
0: So, the, you know, with the current... <laughs> with the current... um. With the current um, roster, they'd still be under the floor, I believe. But at yeah. the moment, they're like, everyone's going to get their salary doubled. Yeah. They're that far under the floor. So, yeah. Yeah, this is why, at, right at the end of the trade period, there was some suggestion that the Thunder be would beat Westbrook's contract and steal the first round draft pick off the Lakers. But never um, happened.
2: Never happened. Um, yeah.
0: The, the team that don't have a plan in the West is the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> oh my! But they've
1: been so involved in things.
0: Oh yes, and they'll be probably they'll probably win a couple more games with Sabonis. I
1: think I uh, think the Sabonis move is fantastic.
0: You think? Just getting
1: Sabonis, I like, or what I they like, had to give up I, to get him? But did that? Is it? Is it giving up? Um, I there's a couple of the, these points. Um. I, I have discussed as far as trading card values and things, but it feels like Sacramento have chosen a direction, right? They've picked these guards up over the last few years and they've sort of settled on one. And and then, look, let's be real, Indiana probably got offered both Fox and Halliburton and Indiana wanted Halliburton. Yeah. It's as they simple did. as that. Because they're like, because we're happy with would. either of these guards. Which one do you want? Because we want the bonus. And then Sacramento are like, we will make do with the other the other guard as long as we get that 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 player. We're we're good. We've got guards to work with. Because they did, they overloaded at the same position by trying to pick theoretically uh, the best player at that. Pos- uh, doesn't matter about the position.
0: It would be like going. To the 93
1: Suns in a trade,
0: when they say they want someone, you can have Kevin
1: Johnson or Frank Johnson. I was going to say, when you said about the Suns, then you went to 93, I guess, but when you said the Suns, I was yeah. waiting for the point where you guys had like three or four point guards
0: and within a month you had zero. Yeah, well, that might be the reason why we didn't try, we didn't draft Tyrese Halliburton. We drafted a guy who we just drove to the airport instead. Yes. Um, 18 months after we drafted him. Um, <laughs> we've got Aaron <laughs> Holiday. Um, yeah, Tyrese, Sally Burton's going to be the starting point regarding a championship team one day. And it might one, not be the one Indiana. One day, it will not be Indiana. It will not be in Indiana. It might not be Indiana. You know, Indiana don't win championships because they don't, unless, unless they, unless they, pick some generational talent at pick 10 who falls to them and then suddenly they are able to win an NBA championship when he's on like his rookie deal. Um, they're not going to spend enough to win an NBA championship but Pacers got Halliburton, they got Healed, and they, they, they just got Adelivert they, they got Tristan Thompson who they're waving is going to get signed by Chicago they're trying to blow it up they're not done They've still got Brogdon. They've still got, yep, Miles Turner. Turner. Who they might keep now? Well, it was it was either Miles Turner
1: or Sabonis, wasn't it? Mm. They were both unhappy. Yeah, Yeah. with the other, so they've sort of they've they've fixed that problem.
2: There was some thought they might actually be, you know, moving on, moving, moving on from both of them. Actually, Mm. well, you never know. We'll, We'll find out if Turner's happy to stay.
0: Um and if they've actually so, got something to build around, but Kings are currently three and a half games out of the play in the last playing spot currently held by the Portland Trailblazers. Who you're about to say currently held by the Lakers, but that... who? No, they're ninth. Um, the Trailblazers <laughs> were tenth. Who went full wily e. coyote, blowing up a bridge? I'm just gonna load this thing with dynamite and just go kaboom. Now, nah, if it was um, if
1: if they were gonna kaboom it, Dame would not be there. We're always, always going to keep
0: Dame and we're going to trade both of them. But yeah, no.
1: I was surprised.
0: I was very surprised when McCollum got traded. Well, I mean, that's the—that's who the Kings are really competing with now, aren't they? Because the Pelicans are only a game and a half out of the playing spot and they just went all in to get that 10th spot by, tr- by trading for McCollum. Yeah, I don't know what the look- Pelicans' plan is either, other than we're going to have a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I think at they've the got pieces when, in every
1: position. I think they're actually starting to structure a team and hoping that this um that Zion turns into be turns out to be something. And by something I mean a, a, a very good NBA player and not potentially um a huge a huge
2: unfortunate bust. Best ability is availability. because um, he doesn't look like a bust when he's on the court, he's just never on the court. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of him now too. Mm. Like he he's got that. I mean, obviously it's going. In, there, there's another foot surgery. There's potentially another foot surgery. <laughs> um, but there's talk of it. And but now what? You've got McCollum. You've got Ingram, and and you've got Zion.
0: And I don't know. It's
1: well, is it Balanchunas?
0: Yeah. So. It's everyone's fit. Everyone's everyone's fit. Their starting lineup is Devonte Graham, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. That's a scary um, lineup. That's a scary lineup. They, Who's healthy that, out of that lot? One minute, those five will play together in an NBA game. Do you take the over or do you take the under? Under. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm. I'm. I'm still not convinced that Zion will ever play basketball again. Yeah. Neither am I. That's concerning. But someone's Um, going to
0: give him $100 million. On the
1: potential that he might play again. Yeah. I think he needs to actually show that he can take the court again before anyone's going to offer him big money.
0: I mean, that's what should happen. But this is is the difference between being a successful franchise and being an unsuccessful franchise. And when I say successful franchise at the moment, I don't mean the Lakers. (laughs) Because they would absolutely give Zion the $100 million because they're like... I mean, there's a couple of soccer teams like this where it's just like we it's don't we do well, we care what we pay for. We, don't we get just money, want money. back because we we just we just go and get more money. We um, just
1: print some by, by having a yeah, yeah we
0: yeah. But if this was Golden State, and they problem mm-hmm. Golden State will probably do it with Wiseman if he doesn't get in the floor, they'll be just like, no, okay, we made a mistake and we'll just get past the mistake as quickly as possible. They'll just draft somebody else and and it's not even it's not even it's not a it's, it's not a mistake. It's bad luck or whatever it is, you know.
1: They're no, like ho hum, that didn't
0: work out. On to the not, next one. Yeah, there's yeah. thirty teams in the NBA who would have drafted Zion first.
1: Yep.
0: Um agreed. Including Memphis, who, you know, drafted Ja Morant second and are looking pretty good at the moment. But um Yeah. You know you have you have a body of evidence now. In terms of whether we're going to get, the, get on the court, I'm just like, I'm not giving you that sort of money.
1: Yeah, there are teams and, out there that can't afford to do that. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, I don't
1: know. I think Zion is a is a is a very big risk and too big a risk for for a lot of franchises. Like, yeah, unless you're really blowing it up and want to take a big punt. I think Zion's got the biggest question mark over him.
0: But look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he, Dan, hope he gets fit, healthy, and Daniel's on the NBA trade machine at the moment, trying to work out a Zion for Julius Randle trade for New York. That's why he's been
2: so quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's. I guess the thing about Zion is he's gone from being kind of tantalising with a question mark when we thought it was like, whoa, don't know when it's gonna, don't know when it's gonna happen, don't know when it's gonna happen, and looks great when he's on. Two he's probably not going to be on he's probably um, never taking the court again it it does it is it does have that feel now, doesn't
1: it a, look and look I, as I'm not I'm not body shaming, but the man's putting on a lot of weight there's there's discussions about him having eating disorders there's do you know what I mean like and it's a foot injury. The more weight he carries the worse his foot gets mm. he's he's not in shape he's it's gonna take him a long time to get match fit if his foot's okay here's I, the thing here's the thing and this this is why he'll get the hundred million well, It's not a question of why he gets it it's it's does he ever take the court again
0: yeah but he played sixty one games last season right average twenty seven points a game shooting sixty one percent from the field he's a beast that's
1: No one's in doubt, but no one's got any doubt how good he is when he's on the floor. But The question mark is, can he
0: get onto the floor? Yeah, and the question mark about the Pelicans is, and this has been the problem, they have not stood pat at any period since they drafted him. They have just kept tinkering. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's actually a good thing. What, do they just keep tinkering? Can we see (laughs) them for more than three weeks before they trade someone else?
1: Well, they can now. Post the trade deadline, we have. to. You know,
0: to. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> I know what you mean. Maybe, you know, make comparing it again to soccer, where yeah. you have two distinct transfer periods. You have the summer, the period between the seasons, and then you have a and you have January, which is right in the middle of the season. We're allowed to make moves. Yeah. The Pelicans routine, they just be selling and buying guys in every transfer window. And just like, well, oh, this guy's these valued at $35 we million. We're gonna We can grab him for 30000000 million. Let's grab him. And then they sort of don't know what to it's do with it. It's like, oh, yeah. we've got too many of that guy. We've got to sell this guy. So then we end up selling that guy for not what he's worth. And it's just like, I just want them to get something together and then just like, let's see how this works for a season considering the in the history of the NBA, but particularly recently, the teams that you see that bat above their weight talent-wise are the teams where they have guys who've been together for a long time.
1: All right, so so think, think about this final tinkering stage. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas, right? No Zion. You see how this functions for however many games you get out of them, right? You then see in the off-season whether or not it's, you know what, Zion's not worth it. We've done our dough on Zion. And then you look to move into that sucker that wants to take a punt. If it's New York, it's New York. You get Randall, maybe. Randall blows up New Orleans
2: and we're screwed. Um I don't yeah, know. I, I actually I actually I actually wouldn't mind Randall on that team. I think that Randall on that team would be
1: crazy good. But
2: Yeah. Like I think, you know, uh, He's been in New in,
1: Orleans before.
2: Sure. Um, but I think you know, kind of getting in, getting away from Tibbs, who seems to have worn out his welcome there, mm-hmm. um, and with a couple of people who can, a couple of the people who can actually score, I, I think actually he'd be, he'd be much better on that team. But, it's not going to have the same uh, offensive yeah. stagnation with him there as it would, particularly if it's if it's Zion who's not playing anyway. Who, um,
1: well, he obviously replaces Zion. They play, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the question is, can New Orleans? Use this current build minus Zion to to move forward, like without Zion on their list, get, uh, getting CJ McCollum, and I think they've done really well. They've got another big ish name now. This is New Orleans. This is not Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like it's not a big draw card of a of a of a place to the recruitment wise. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas. And peace to be obtained because they'll trade big, if they're getting rid of Zion for potential, they'll probably get a really another they'll get another big piece for it. Does this work for the future of of uh, the Pelicans?
2: or do they look better as a result is my question. Um, I mean, as part of this, I do think they do. I mean, once Larry Nance Jr. comes back, they've actually got like he he may well start at four. For them. Yeah, it could. Um, yep. That said, they've got their backcourt is now two short, sh- two short shooting guards. Basically, yeah. We we'll call it them really simple. The we we'll call them combo guards. Well, the problem is, I think part of it is that is Snell you know,
1: isn't Snell like a backup point guard who could probably take the point?
2: Sure, but they don't. I mean, he's the he's a back- par- Well, they've currently got him as fifth, their fifth shooting guard in their depth chart. Fifth shooting guard. Who are their point guards then? Uh, well I mean they're starting they're going to be starting Devonte Graham who's yeah. more more of a like a lead a scoring lead guard. I mean he's good at it. But you know CJ McCollum like remember the thing the whole thing for years about mm. Portland was they had two really good short scoring guards, right? In yeah. McCollum and and um and, and Dame Lippen. and um, I mean Devonte's not not Dame. And as a
0: result they couldn't defend.
2: Mm. Yeah. You remember is, is you remember true. when Remember when they had um remember when they had Lonzo Ball <laughs> he would have fit really well. That's a that's an interesting
1: point you
0: make. Hey, <laughs> we had jackets made. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um but yeah. Who had the Cavs improving? That would be me. Um I didn't have them in the plane. <laughs> I had them 11. You guys had him 12th. We didn't know how good um, it was going to be. The one Yeah, they the fourth best record in the East at the moment. And they're two and a half games out of the one spot. Wow. Um, yeah. Cavs are doing well. And they've just... Uh, um, you, know they've who's, you know who's not in the full spot in, in their conference, Adam? Who's that? That would be the Los Angeles Lakers. Neither are the Phoenix Suns. Neither are the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> no, the Phoenix Suns aren't the one in the full spot. We'll that is correct. Get to them.
1: Um this is a trade deadline episode. I don't know why you're talking about the Lakers because they didn't <laughs> that,
0: they you know
1: we did nothing in trade period.
0: Imagine a game of pass the parcel where you don't want the parcel where the music stops. I can't imagine this. I don't know like you pass the parcel musical chairs and that's where we are at the moment with Lakers and Russell Westbrook. Um,
1: I, I I all right, I'm going to say this on the record. I still like Russell Westbrook.
0: I'm sure he's excellent company.
1: I don't think he's the problem.
0: What's the problem then?
1: Anthony Davis is softer than butter.
0: Well, is he just keeps getting hurt or? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The guy can't he's... string a, a, a week of games. He gets knocked and he's gone. Yeah. He's done his so ankle now. I, I
0: I have two points for rebuttal there, Adam. One, Anthony Davis is exactly the guy you knew you were getting when you traded the house <laughs> was, for him from the I, Pelicans. Yes.
1: True, true. I was right, waiting for you to play. say he's not softer. He's just as soft as butter. Just as soft. And <laughs> second
0: of all, Anthony Davis has one more NBA title, and it is with the Los Angeles Lakers, then Russell Westbrook has NBA titles. Relevance? Um, Westbrook's saying there's fine.
1: A, it, you Westbrook, know, Westbrook is there's
0: fine. A, you
1: know, and he Davis some, was some, some free throws in that the crunch today. I don't know. I, I just don't think Russell Westbrook's the problem. I think it's part of the problem, the fact that they had to trade a house for both Davis and Westbrook. Um, and if they'd stuck with a bunch of their pieces, they'd be a lot better off.
0: Yeah, but LeBron didn't want to play with them.
1: Correct. Yeah, this is like... We get this. But yeah, The Lakers are where they are, and they're going to... It's going to play out the way it plays out. I don't know what the Lakers get in the buyout market. I don't think they get anything. Um, and look, we probably lose a play playing game, and it's... Written off as a terrible season back
0: to back years. This, this, this is this has happened everywhere where LeBron has gone. LeBron, the GM, mm-hmm. is
1: yeah, yeah, it's like Michael Voss as a
0: coach. I know, yeah, like Michael Jordan, the GM. Um, somehow he ends up agitating for so much change, and his teams that are on are so willing to accommodate him that they're just end up with so They blow up rosters
1: for generations. More desperate
0: and more desperate.
1: Yeah.
0: Think about the team that he ended up with at the end of both of his stints in Cleveland. The team he ended up with at the end of his stint in Miami. Which is, you know, the reason why he left all three places was just like there's nowhere else, there is nowhere else to really go. We go to the point, this trade deadline where I was, I always started to think before I'd heard it on a podcast. Do the Lakers think about trading LeBron James? Oh, there's a take. No. I, does, Le, does LeBron think about demanding to a
1: trade? Why? Guess what he wants. Because Because he's no know, good at getting he needs someone to tell him ticking. no. There's
0: only he needs one someone thing, to tell him no, but it, it's There's only one thing out there that he hasn't got that he could, that he could get, and that's the, the next championship. Yeah. So, if it's what, him and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook next season in LA, what, what sort of team are you able to build around those guys? At Yeah. 110 million just for those three guys, which is, by the way, okay. Cap. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Trading for Kyrie Irving.
0: You a, I'll time. You have a 2027
1: first. <laughs> Don't give me any reason. You have yeah, a 2027 first
2: round pick at Tyler Horton Tucker.
0: That's the list of assets. Yep. Yeah. Can we have I'm... Randall back? You <laughs> can have him back for for either LeBron or Anthony Davis. I'll take. I'll trade AD. <laughs> <laughs> at
1: least he'll stay on the floor. Randall will play hard every night. Not afraid to get knocked. You are the original Randall Stan. That's I am. Great. I am a big fan of Randall. <laughs> but I'm just. I, I'm. I'm. I'm over Anthony Davis getting hurt. Like no, it's fair enough. But I mean, I get it. Russell Westbrook has his flaws, but there you are deeper
0: problems here in in Los Angeles. You guys won a championship seventeen months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's still still a problem, it's nuts, isn't it? And Anthony Davis was as much of a reason that you won that title as LeBron James in his hyperbaric chamber. Sure.
1: As I said, I don't deny, I don't doubt Anthony Davis's skills. If he's on the floor, he's fantastic. He's just not on the floor enough.
0: How do we? How do we feel about AD for Zion? There Daniel? we go, done. As for their – well, I mean, I've seen my team in the NBA Finals. LeBron blows it up, gets trades for Zion for AD. <laughs> send him back to New Orleans that's it Yeah. who in the league can we get who's actually going to be relying we can rely on to play less minutes I mean Porzingis was out there and available <laughs> all of them on the same team Davis, Porzingis, oh. Williamson um,
1: we'll put Simmons in there for good mix yeah ben, well
0: yeah Ben Simmons the, can't get on the floor five May I have your indulgence for one minute? Because I'm going to say something that's probably going to jinx our entire season, but I think it needs to be said by someone.
1: Hang on. Um, can I just timestamp this?
0: Yeah, yeah so as in, as in this is the situation. Oh, it's Michael but, Jordan's which, birthday today. Fans are easy to remember. Cool. So when did you ruin your, your team season? Go on. Um, MJ's birthday. There we go. So I'll pose this in the form of a question so I'm not actually making a declarative statement. Does this have all the hallmarks of one of these? Fu, I'm gonna they had a meaningless game today against the Houston Rockets, where they're already six games ahead of the second place team in the Western Conference. Yep, <laughs> and they were down at three quarter time, and then they pulled it out again. Doesn't that? It doesn't. Doesn't this feel a little '96 Bulls? Hey, what? As in, not the talent, because MJ is the great, and I'm not comparing
2: Hang anyone not with this. It's just like.
1: Phoenix is, wait a, wait a second.
0: This is the, the 96 Bulls. I mean, not in the context of the whole decade, but in just terms of <laughs> a team is like, we are so pissed off by how last season ended. That, yeah, okay. That we are just, we won't be denied. We are going to lay the smack down. Okay, leading with 96 Bulls, I think it was wrong. Oh, just but trying the, to think of the yeah. right comparison. <laughs> you know, there's um, a, we're not the in the playoffs yet, but there's a playoff, which is 0-1 Lakers. 73-9 70, Warriors. You didn't win the title. Correct. Yeah, I don't want How that. How pissed were they when they came back and won the title? I think more like the season after. Correct. Yeah.
1: After they lost the championship, they came yeah. back hungrier.
0: Yeah, but yeah. they added one of the best five players of the NBA who didn't have a championship. Yeah, that's a fair point. So the hunger is sort of like hey, let's just bring in a guy who comes in pre hungry. <laughs> He's one we prepared earlier.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, so, I didn't expect Chris Paul to re sign, to be honest, but I guess after you get that close you go, yeah, for sure.
2: You didn't think I mean, he'd wanna you didn't think he'd re sign or you didn't think that uh Sarver would let it happen? I didn't
1: think I didn't think it was gay it was gonna get the money he wanted.
2: I did I did and have he, my doubts. I did have my doubts that um that they that offer him enough.
1: Anyway. I think it's one so of the smarter reckon...
0: deals done so... because I think the Suns the Suns are cheap and let's not the organization let's not I mean that, that Sava is cheap and that's the reason why Aiden doesn't have an extension and Jalen Smith is wherever he is now. Um but there also would have been a recognition that the Suns in the negotiation had, had a bit of an advantage because the Suns gave Chris Paul his best opportunity to get the thing that he misses—the thing he's missing, yeah—which is the championship.
2: That's correct. I mean, as of as of today, with their record, they'd be on pace for sixty-eight ish wins. No, no, I
0: don't actually care about. I'm talking about the how they're running through and winning, putting together these ridiculously long winning streaks. It's mm. just like they are—they're taking. The idea of a loss is like a personal insult at the moment. Instead of, you know, 0-2 oh, Lakers, so we get fifty five right, right. wins, so, we get home field, the f- home court, the first round of playoffs. That's good enough, and we'll just flick the switch. This is they're not flicking the switch. They're like, is,
1: is there a, is there a secondary concept here that they just they don't want to take the foot off the accelerator because they're scared it'll get lead to complacency.
0: I mean, it's possible that might be why, but that's you lose your... two or
1: three games in a row, and all of a sudden the wheels start falling off. But that, that... and you get Phoenix from four or five years ago, and they just freak out.
0: I think most professional sports people can wrap their head around that intellectually. It still doesn't stop it from happening all the time. Yeah, but this is a game of momentum. This is where yeah. they're like, like, yeah. I think. Yeah, they, they, they uh, playoff they series can win. be games of momentum, but they're playing against a different team every night. Yeah, this is true.
1: I just, I, I feel like they, they want to keep that winning feeling, and, and that could just be the. Yeah, I mean, they, they're going hard because they're getting a break this week. This week, yeah, but Booker and Paul are going to play in the All Star game, and. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun for them. That's not gonna be.
0: <laughs> Paul's gonna play about eight minutes. Yeah.
1: Do <laughs> you reckon he'll get to eight?
0: Yeah, and and. You know, I don't really care if you think this statement is controversial or not, but Booker is the heir apparent to the Kobe legacy. The shooting guard, hand it down. He's that that it's him, not anyone else. He's the guy who's like, okay, you know, what what do I have to do in the off season to get better? What hole do I need to fill? Why do how do I become more of an assassin?
1: I'll, I'll 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 um yeah I I don't disagree. I think Booker's um.
2: Yeah.
1: He's definitely got, he's a lot more dangerous than his baby face sort of alludes to. or will say. Anyway. not too excited look, by it all either. I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Phoenix are definitely in a great position right now. Obviously, being the number one, the number one seed. Uh, but yeah, post All Star, we want to see that's the form we're looking for. They're definitely playing with a chip on their shoulder this year. Um, they definitely want that 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 top seed
0: hmm. come playoff time.
1: It's going as to be of, important.
0: As of today, the Suns have clinched their spot in at least the playing game before yep. the All Star break. Yep. So
1: the and as of today, we get to play a playing game if yep. we're lucky.
0: The yeah, the, I I think. The the Indiana Pacers who are thirteenth in the East can still catch the Bulls. Mathematically. Mathematically. Who are that's, and this is it. This is what happens pre All Star game.
1: It's post All Star. The that's the business end of the season. So we all have a big fun weekend at All Star and then that's it. It's Then stuff, stuff gets serious.
0: Stuff gets real. Almost swore then. Oh, Almost did. Almost Suns will I mean it's a whole week. They're not they, they play tomorrow. Uh, there's five games on on tap, and then it's a full week off, so they don't play again until yeah. the next Friday Australian time, the 25th. That's correct. Yeah. So just a, just, a break. It's good. Yeah.
1: Um, I think that's a wrap, gentlemen. I'm just going shot. to see if we've got any other. If there's any other um trades that are worth discussing. I don't
0: really look. Is
1: the Ibaka trade is that is that worth discussing at all?
0: Is I mean, I don't see any reason to think that the Bucks aren't the team to beat in the East. I don't really care.
1: Sorry, all right. I'll I'll rephrase that. Do the Bucks strengthen their chances of defending their title by acquiring Serge Ibaka?
0: Well, yeah, yeah.
1: Are they (laughs) are they stronger now than they were last week? Well, yeah. Yes. Okay, that that's it from me then. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that was easy. So after the three hours it took us to break down the Simmons trade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they lose defense, Chansa, Rodney Hood, semi Os Rodney Hood. Hood. Hood semi Rodney Hood. Um in that trade. Um nah. the Spurs have Dragic, who they're gonna buy out. Can I also
1: say that Justin Holiday was part of one of those trade packages as well? Yeah.
0: He
2: was in there's two holiday
1: Sabonis. two holidays. He's in the Sabonis trade. Which holiday
0: is better off? Drew, Drew, yeah, yeah Drew. <laughs> he didn't get traded. No, <laughs> exactly. he plays on the NBA champion. Um, this is true. true. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Dragic is going to get bought out by the Spurs. He's going to end up somewhere.
1: Uh, so. Rumour had
0: Dallas, I think, was where he, preseason. Everyone was talking about it.
1: But interesting.
2: Yeah, because I guess the other thing about Ibaka is he's been he's been pretty good, actually um recently. He's been looking better. He was looking he was looking a, t- a touch uh a touch washed at times, um for the for the clip. And he's um he's looking he's looking, he's looking alright. And, and they don't need to lean on him too hard either. So no, just, it'd him. be nice casual shooting from And, and his defence, his defence he's playing good defence again.
0: He's he's hungry. There's a very good chance he's gonna to have to go up against John B in the NBA playoffs and that's We'll find out if that's how many fouls they've got to throw at Embiid, and if yeah. they can slow him down or not. Because I want to, they they won't want to throw Giannis at him. Um, but that might be that might know. be that might be the Harden series, we, the we, um, the Philly matchup. We didn't see. We did think it was last hmm. year going to the playoffs was going to be the three teams. The and they're currently the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Nets. They're the three, the five, and the eight. So yeah, um. We, is, we, didn't, we didn't talk all about at all about the Heat or the Bulls, who are uh, one five in a row and behind Demar DeBrosen's MVP level play. I was
1: going to say we didn't actually
0: talk about Demar when it came to All Star. I mean, God, that guy is—he
1: has Celt- found a second life in uh, the Windy City.
0: Yes, the Celtics have won nine in a row before losing today at home to the Detroit Pistons. Wow. So, um. Yeah, I I I don't see any reason to think, I and mean, it'll be interesting to see w- w- the way the matchup shake out. But yeah, I, I mean, I still like the Bucks in the East.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of look. The East is looking stronger than uh, stronger than ever right now.
2: It's, it's, um, so, it's, it's so it's a close, deeper, too. but
0: yeah, but you could make an argument that the three best teams in the league are in the West.
1: Yeah, hmm?
0: but I'm sure the East can throw a counter argument. We'll there. we'll talk about the best teams. In an next pod, which should come before the playoffs, probably. I was going to say
1: we'd like to we'd like to do that before the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that'll do for tonight. Thanks, guys, and hopefully we can get this one to air. I don't think we've had any snafus. So until next time, Dan Shay, thank can, you. Can
1: I just check? Yeah. Did you hit Pleasure. record at the start?
0: <laughs> oh no! Yes, I did. Good. Um, Pleasure. and Adam. Where can people catch your other podcast the other woman as it were you can't comp this uh, you can't
1: comp this uh, you can find it we've got a little Facebook group uh, we're on Twitter it's uh, at you can't comp this uh, we're on Instagram uh, you can't comp this everything is you can't comp this if you want to send us an email it's also you can reach out to the to my other show and talk basketball cards it's uh you can't comp this at gmail dot com so Yep. Yeah, give it a listen. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will come
0: on at one stage to talk about my Walt Williams, Magic Johnson face-to-face card from NBA Hoops 92. But anyway. Fantastic. Uh, um, Which I don't think I have anymore anyway. But oh, bugger. Adam, thank you. Pleasure as always. And we will catch you next time on the podcast. It should go with that saying. Thanks.